Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. In a recent episode, we talked about the song Lowrider. All my friends Lowrider. Here's a quick two-question quiz. First, do you know that song? Of course you do. Second question, do you know who the band is? My guess is, if you're like me, you didn't know it was a band called War. In today's episode, we're celebrating those songs that you know by the artists you can't name. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what is the greatest song by a band you can't name? That's the age-old question. I mentioned this episode was inspired by our discussion of the war song, Low Rider. Yeah. But we've actually discussed a bunch of songs in our first 50-something episodes that could be nominees for today's episode. Ask yourself if you can name the band behind this song. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? We talked about the song in episode 25 about the best one-hit wonders. Remember we talked to Eric Heimbold, the incredible director who actually directed the music video. The song is called Who Let the Dogs Out, of course. And everybody have But if you're wondering, the band was the Baja Men. Another song from that same episode. Clint, do you know the name of the band behind this song? Oh, who was it? Say it. Los Del Rio. Man, I should know that. This episode is going to be slightly different in terms of a format. Mm Mm-hmm. Clint, talk to us about what we're going to do. Well, it's going to be a game show format. So it's me versus Rich. And here's how it's going to work. We've each chosen three songs, and we are trying to stump the other person. But you are allowed one hint, and you are allowed one lifeline, meaning you can call somebody and see if they can help you. Two points for every song. One for the name of the song, one for the band. It's a format that we call... Can you stump your co-host? Can you stump your co-host? <laughs> Love it. Can you stump your co-host? What's your first nominee? My first nominee is this song. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Why she looks so sad in photographs. I absolutely love her when she smiles. Do you know that song? I I know it. Yes. It's a song from the 90s? It's a song from the year 2000, so very close to the 90s. Okay. I'm going to guess Sister Hazel. I 
think you're very close, but that's not it. <laughs> the band is called Nine Days. Nine Days? And I've never heard of this band before. Never heard of them. And yet, I know the song yeah. start to finish. It was the lead single for the group's fourth studio album called The Madding Crowd, which was released in 2000. It's like an upbeat power pop anthem. The song became the band's only hit single, and it reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the U.S. Now, was it part of a soundtrack? This is a point that I was going to make. What I realized by going through a bunch of these songs is that when the song was in a movie, and that's how I knew the song, yeah. I had a much harder time knowing who it was. Yes. But I was like, oh, I know the movie it's from. Okay. Two nothing to you. Two nothing. If you'd given me a thousand years to think about it, I wouldn't have done it. That's tough. Can you stump your co-host? Can you stump your co-host? Here's my first nominee. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you'd like making love at midnight in the dunes on the cape, then I'm the love that you've looked for. Write to me and escape. That, my friend. Is called Escape by Rupert Holmes. That is impressive. Oh, that feels good. Wow. Clint, as you say, the song is called Escape, parentheses, the Pina Colada song. And it's by Rupert Holmes. Now, you knew this. I didn't know that. And if you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that the artist was Rupert Holmes. From his album Partners in Crime from 1979, it raced up the charts, ultimately becoming the last number one song in the 1970s. The original lyric in the chorus was, if you like Humphrey Bogart. Ha! Not Pina Colada. But in the studio, Holmes changed the lyric to the first exotic cocktail that he could think of, the Pina Colada. But if you think about it, just changing that lyric saved the song from becoming like a time capsule. Huh, right. Who would be singing in the year 2022 if you like Humphrey Bogart? Yeah, people don't even know who he is. It would seem so quaint and, and antique. Totally. Good move, Rupert. Interesting additional tidbit, Clint. Who's playing the drums? None other than Steve Jordan. Oh, really? Didn't you pick Steve Jordan yes. as your drummer yes. in episode 11? Yes, I did. <laughs> And my drummer is a drummer that some people might not know his work. So my pick for drums for my band is Steve Jordan, a badass feel drummer. He's your guy. That's my guy. Steve Jordan. All right. It's four nothing to you. Four nothing. Okay. Four nothing. All right. Here's my next one, buddy. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, it's from a movie. So I was going to say, so it's from Ferris Bueller. Yes, it is. What could the name of the song be? Oh, yeah. That's the name of the song. All right, you got one point. <laughs> By the band. Is it a band that I know? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you would have to know it. 
I'm going to use a lifeline. Okay. I'm going to call our old buddy, Jeff Simon. Yes, you are. He's going to know it too. I bet he knows it. Oh, this is exciting. This is interesting. I do think he will probably know. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Are you there, buddy? Yes, I am. I am here. I'm so glad you picked up. You're my lifeline. We're doing an episode of the age old question. It's it's a game show format and we each get, get one, one lifeline. (laughs) No. And you're, you're my lifeline. (laughs) No pressure. Who performed the song? Chicka chicka, boom boom boom, oh yeah, chicka chicka. Oh, yellow. That's it. You he saved me. It. You saved me because I'm I'm behind currently on the scoring, and I needed this one. <laughs> yellow is the name of that band. How do you know that that's the name of the band? <laughs> I don't know. How does one know things? It was like in every '80s movie. Right, like every time Michael J. Fox walked down the street in a movie, it was like. <laughs> so yeah, I think I bothered to find out who did it. Do we know collectively anything by them other than that? Oh, I don't think there's anything else. No. by them. Yeah, and I don't think they're American. No, they're. Uh, I think they're from um, Europe, like Switzerland or Germany. I don't know if it's one of those places, which is probably why we don't know a second song. Well, you saved my tail here. So thank you for picking up and thank you for knowing it. You bet, my man. Talk to you later. Later. But That was exactly what I pictured when we were talking about doing this. I can't believe that just happened. That's incredible. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, thank you, Jeff. That's awesome. So a little bit tidbit about the song. It's by yeah. a guy, Boris Blank, and his partner was Dieter. Which makes me... Sounds German. Yes. And it was released in 1985. Now, it was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Secret of My Success. So he was right. It was Michael Michael J. Fox. Fox. (laughs) He totally nailed it. Interesting story. Boris Blank wrote the song and then invited Dieter to sing along. And so Dieter started, like, riffing on the mic. And Boris was like, no, Dieter, it's too complicated. We don't need that many lyrics. So I had the idea, there's a quote, I had the idea of just this guy, a fat little monster sits there very relaxed and says, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I told him, why don't you just try and sing on and on, oh yeah. And Dito was very angry when I told him this and he said, are you crazy? I can't do this. No, no, come on, come on. And then he said, then he came up with some lyrics like, the moon, beautiful. Is that too much? And I said, no, it's okay. And then he did, oh, yeah, at the end of each thought. It's just hilarious to imagine those two guys sitting in a studio. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's it. That's pretty good. That was uh, That's pretty good. That was it, man. Oh, yeah. 4-2. 4-2. All right, you're up. Can you stop your co-host? Interesting you chose a song from a soundtrack mm-hmm. because my second nominee is from a soundtrack. Do you know... Do you know the song? I think it's Hungry Eyes from uh, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. Uh, Dirty Dancing 
and I believe it's the lead of the. Is it Patrick Swayze? It's not. Pa- that's the wind one. She's, She's like, like the, the wind. wind, and that's Hungry yeah. Eyes by. Hungry Eyes by. Oh, I'm gonna have to use a lifeline. All right, who's gonna know? Matt Shrag. Hey man, what's going on? Hey Matt Shrag, you are on the age-old question right now. <laughs> well, 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 age-old question. <laughs> well, we are currently in the middle of a game show format. You're my lifeline, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Matt Shrag. He, I play in a band with him. He's a mandolin player in the Neon Ramblers but he is an 80s aficionado. And so, my friend, the song is Hungry Eyes. Can you name the band that performed Hungry Eyes? Oh, dude, that's a guy's name. Um, um, oh, sorry, can I cuss? I can't cuss. Beat that. Uh, uh, I literally have the soundtrack. My, I grew up listening to this all the time because my mother owned the movie and owned the soundtrack, and it was a constant repeat. Um, Come on, it's a man. guy. Uh, 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 Eric. Um, it's Eric. You're coming, man. Uh, Eric Carmen. Eric Carmen. That's right. You got it. You got it. That. that one was beat into me for like 10 years with my mother. Well done, Matt. So, I, thanks, Dorothy. Thanks, Dorothy. All right, man. Well, I I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much, Good Matt. Enjoy your show. I, I love podcast i listen to it all right on man thank you take care matt is totally right it's eric carmen and it was featured as we discussed on the dirty dancing soundtrack the song peaked at number four on the billboard hot 100 the song was written by frankie Previtt and john d nicola who also wrote another hit song from that soundtrack i've had the time of my life so that was two big songs for those songwriters whoa that's a huge hit and like you, I thought it was Patrick Swayze, but of course, he sang the song She's Like the Wind. Right. I thought it meant. Oh, listen to that sweet saxophone, Clint. Eric Carmen was from the band The Raspberries. He wrote and performed the song for the Footloose soundtrack called Almost Paradise. Almost Paradise. Between those two soundtracks, there's over 30 million in album sales. Wow. So good for you, Eric Carmen. Nice work. And thank you, Matt Shrag. Okay, we're going to take a slight tangent. This show is generally focused on pop music. But if we broaden our lens to think about popular music or music in the collective consciousness... There are some great options. I want to play you a few. Okay. This doesn't count against your points. Okay. But I'm interested to have you guess. Do you know the name of this song? It's the circus song. (laughs) It's the circus song, but that's not the name of the song. Oh. The song is called Entry of the Gladiators. It's by a composer named Julius Fuchik. Another example of knowing the song, but not the artist. Fuchik was a Czech composer whose career spanned the transition from the 19th to the 20th century. 
He was incredibly prolific, composing over 400 marches, polkas, and waltzes. Did you just say 400? 400. But maybe the ultimate song that we all know, but no one knows who's behind it, is the Happy Birthday song. That's, of course, Marilyn Monroe's version from May 1962, singing Happy Birthday to the President. Any idea who wrote Happy Birthday? Not a clue. But everybody knows the song. The melody has been attributed to two American sisters, Patty and Mildred Hill, written in 1893. But no one copyrighted the song until 1935. And then Warner Chapel Music bought the copyright to the song in 1988 for $25 million. <laughs> what? By one estimate, the song is the highest earning single song in history. In fact, I remember working on some music for a TV show in the early 2000s, and they were looking for an alternative to the Happy Birthday song because they didn't want to pay the licensing fee to include it in a scene. Warner Chapel continued to insist that one cannot sing the Happy Birthday lyrics for profit without paying royalties. Warner collected about $5,000 per day, $2 million per year in royalties for that song. In 2015, the copyright claim was declared invalid by the courts, saying that the song should be considered public domain, and Warner Chapel had to pay back $14 million in licensing fees. Whoa! According to the 1998 Guinness Book of World Records, it's the most recognized song in the English language, followed by the song, For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. Who wrote that one? <laughs> it's interesting. It dates back to the 18th century in France, and it's a song that Marie Antoinette loved and helped popularize. Over the years, two versions in English evolved. One in Britain that says, and so say all of us, and another in America that instead says, which nobody can deny. Mm. I think someone could write an interesting college thesis on that linguistic representation of two cultures. Incredible. Yeah. What a weird thing. Which nobody can deny. All right, Clint, one more slight tangent. Okay. I texted a number of friends on this week's question, and I got some good responses. Nice. From our buddy Dave Levine, can you name this song? I woke up this morning, got myself a gun. I don't think I've ever heard that song. But is it? It's the theme song from The Sopranos. It is? I've never seen The Sopranos. What? Is it Leonard Cohen? It's by a British band called Alabama 3. Huh. It's from their 1997 album, Exile on Cold Harbor Lane. Hmm. Speaking of theme songs. No one told you that was gonna be this way. The Rembrandts. Yes, and makes me think, maybe future episode... Best use of hand claps. But how about this one? Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Golden Girls. Yes. Uh, Do you know the artist? I don't know the artist. Andrew Gold. Huh. Wow. Was wait, was that a was that a, a hit? Or was it just the theme song? Or did was it a song that they repurposed? The song was written and originally recorded by Andrew Gold in 1978. And at the time, it reached number 25 on the Billboard charts. But the version that we all know from the Golden Girls 
was recorded by Cynthia Fee, who was a well-known jingle singer in the 1980s. If you're trying to place where the Golden Girls fits in your timeline of your life, it ran from 1985 to 1992 with a total of 180 episodes. Clint, from me to you. Thank you for being a What about this last TV tangent? I can't even name the show. I can't even name the show, but I know it so well. That's the theme from The Greatest American Hero. Greatest American Hero. Yes, of course. You and I are exactly in the sweet spot of this TV show. Oh, man. Came out in 1981. The theme song became a hit and peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 for the artist Joe Scarberry. Hmm. So what happened to Joe Scarberry? Well, after Greatest American Hero, not much. (laughs) He couldn't replicate the success of that song, and he had sort of a journeyman career, but his next high-water mark achievement was writing a song for the Oak Ridge Boys that became a number one hit on the country charts in 1990. Elvira? A song called No Matter How High. Oh, man. No matter how high I get, I'll always look up to you. You'll always be number one. We got a suggestion from a friend of the show and the listener, Eric Gorman. Do you know this one? All right, Clint, before you answer this, if you're listening to the show, can you name the band behind this song? Clint? Rock Me Amadeus. Falco. Yes, good job. Yes, Falco. Okay, Clint, we have some age-old question breaking news. I just heard that as a planet, we just hit a milestone last week. Yes. There's now 8 billion people on the planet. And if you think about the bell curve of intelligence, it's safe to say that you and I are boneheads. (laughs) Rich and Clint Tell me why. (laughs) What'd we do? In episode 53, I credited the drummer Todd Shuba, who tours with The Sweet Remains, with inspiring the episode on the cowbell, when in fact it was my bandmate Brian. And I got a sternly worded text message from Brian, (laughs) taking great umbrage. So publicly, I'm going to apologize and say that I am bonehead. (laughs) I am boneheads. That should be the new theme song. (laughs) I am boneheads. Sorry, Brian. Great topic. Great topic. Thank you for the suggestion. Okay. Give me your final suggestion in Can You Stump Your Co-Host? Can you stump your co-host? Are you ready, sir? Yes. Here it goes. God, I have no idea. Okay. 
Can you give me a hint? You've heard the song before, right? I know the song, okay. but I, I don't yet know the title. A super falsetto we want. That's the hook. That's the hook. Which is interesting that it's just, there's no lyrics on the hook. Um, let's see. It's, a, it's, by a, it's by a British band. It's by a British band from Manchester. Alt-rock band. Uh, let's see. What's a good hint for this one? It's by a band with a f- that sounds like a first name. It's by Travis. Mm. No. Close, though. Not that close, it's, but it's one word name. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 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 James. Yes. It's by James. It's by James. The song is laid <laughs> by James. That was a monster hit. I, my band used to cover that. The Grift used to cover that way back early 2000s. Song peaked at number 61 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Check this out. Originally viewed by the band as a throwaway song and maybe a possible B-side, but Brian Eno hmm. soon convinced them of the potential of this track. Okay, I love this. You texted me earlier today another episode idea. Bands who sound nothing like the hit single that made them famous. So yeah, just like this. Which is interesting. Hmm. The way we know the song is from another movie, a main staple in all eight of the American Pie film series. Eight American Pies? Eight. That's affirmative. Eight. And there's different cover versions of this song. So one is by Matt Nathanson, who I believe we opened up for one time in New York City at the Knitting Factory. I don't know anything about the band, James. No idea. So you stumped me twice. Stumped you twice. This is my final, and I get a clue. Yep. This is the final round of Can You Stump Your Co-Host? Can you stump your co-host? Oh, this is on the Shrek 2 soundtrack. There's no way I'm going to get the band, but it's got to move on, right? Or uh, uh, It's on the Shrek 2 soundtrack. That's correct. I know that because you and I have a song on the Shrek 2 soundtrack. You and I were recently sitting in a diner in Bozeman, Montana, Mm -hmm. and the song came on, and as you said, it was featured in the Shrek 2 soundtrack, but this is a song that I think might be the perfect representation of a song that everyone knows, everyone's danced to. You're struggling to name it. I gotta move. I'm not gonna get it. It's a... um, it's late seventies, right? It's like La Freak era. It's nineteen eighty. Okay. Wait, give me a hint. Like a Okay. Give me like see if you can Well let me skip ahead in the song because you'll get it instantly. Won't you take to Funky Town? Right, 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 right. Funky Town. But what's the band? Boy, I wish I hadn't wasted my lifeline because I would love to know if anybody could get that. I'll give you another one. I don't think there's anyone that I know except this one person. I'm pretty sure. All right, who is it? Jeff Valone, drummer and bass player. And let's see what Jeff Valone has to say. Give him a call. Come on. Pick up. Yo. Hey, Jeff, you're on the age old question again. I have one question for you. Nice. Okay. We're in the middle of a game show where we're trying to stump each other. And and here is the question. You know the song Funky Town? 
Yes. I gotta move on. Who, yes. Who sings Funky Town? I believe it's Lips Incorporated with two P's. My man. Nice. Well done. Well, well done, done Jeff. Jeff One for me. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Man. There's some comfort in knowing there are people we can call who have that random knowledge. And not only did he get that it was Lips Incorporated, but he got that it was Lips with two P's. It's incredible, man. You know what I've realized recently is that life is so much about who you surround yourself with. And yes. I feel so very lucky and so very grateful to the people that surround me personally. Amen. Like I have such good friends and such good, smart, talented, hardworking people, you being one of them. So it's just, I feel real lucky. Well, feelings mutual. And we want to take this opportunity to extend our gratitude to the people who listen to the show because yes, we have so much fun doing this show. And the fact that we have listeners and that listenership is growing we're so grateful if you can take a moment to subscribe hit follow on this podcast share it with one person that would really help us love it all right i think we did it man i think we did it. we did it we hope you had fun as much fun as we did and we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old question Follow us on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash The Age Old Question and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more age-old questions. Thanks. Unlock big savings during the Menards Bag Sale at Style and Security with Schlag Lock Sets. Menards carries over 50 styles of interior and exterior lock sets. And with Schlag's wide selection of smart locks and keyless entry locks, there's no more hiding keys under the doormat or losing track of copies. Save big money on Schlag Lock Sets. Plus, save 15% when you fit it in the bag. Now through January 14th, available in-store only at Menards. Save big money at with the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.